This is Yemen News. I'm Alex Williams. Today we have the pleasure of having Hadil Lashwal with us. She's the founder and managing director of the MENA Advocates for Gender Equality. She was born and raised in Yemen and has lived in different countries in the Middle East, Europe, and North America. Her experience with gender inequality in different cultures has played a seminal role in shaping her perspective and commitment to promoting gender justice in the Middle East, North Africa, and all around the world. Hadil holds an MBA from Cardiff Metropolitan University, where she was selected as a representative, exemplary woman to inspire others. Currently, she works as a consultant at the World Bank. It's good to have you on the podcast, uh, Hadil Al-Ashwal. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for your um, invitation. Well, first of all, tell us about yourself, uh, where you're from, and and some about your, you know, the beginning of your, your, your journey in this initiative. Sure. So, hi, everyone. My name is Hadil, and I am originally from Ip, uh, in Yemen, but I was born and raised in Sana'a. I lived in Yemen for about 20 years of my life. I left Yemen about five years ago. Um, I have lived in Jordan for some time, Lebanon, and and then I lived in the UK for about two years. Currently, I am based in the US, and I my background is uh, in business management. So I studied international business management, and then I did an MBA. Um, and I recently started the initiative that uh, you mentioned, uh, Alex. It's called MENA AGE, the Musawar Genderia. So our initiative is mostly focused on advocating for gender equality in the Middle East and North Africa. And we do that through creating videos, educational videos, that are basically focused on facts and research, but at the same time engaging and and try to really explain the importance of gender equality in the region. We also interview people. We started interviewing people who believe in gender equality and those people who are already successful in uh, their area of expertise for them to be more of a role model to our um, audience or followers uh, so that we can encourage more and more women uh, to stand up for themselves and start working towards their goals. So basically, as I mentioned, our goal is to advocate for for gender equality, to encourage more and more women to stand up for themselves, as well as to engage more women, more men in, and boys in in this um, initiative, in in this uh, very important thing, which is advocating for gender equality, and and try to shed the light into the success that is happening right now in different countries and different people who are uh, successful because of gender equality, just to show the importance of that for women, men, and the whole society. Right. I mean, that's a great overview. Uh, yeah, I have to ask you, you know, looking at looking back at, at how you grew up back in Yemen, when did you first notice that women and girls weren't given the same opportunities because of their gender? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, as you know, Alex, Yemen is considered as sadly one of the worst countries when it comes to gender equality. So it's really hard not to notice that. Um, I noticed that at a, a very young age from people around me, um, I would see a lot of girls and women wanted to do things and 
the, the answer would be no, because you are a woman. So the answer would be just no for only the, the, the gender part of it. So I know many girls who were not able to study, to finish their education just because of their gender. I know many girls who wanted to, to travel abroad to study, but they were not able to do that because they are girls and women. But I mean, for, for us, especially as Yemenis, it's a luxury to have a woman travel study abroad. Like we still, we still see child marriage mm. in a very high percentage in the country. So like the, the, the simplest thing that I noticed was a lot of people around me would get married, a lot of girls around me would get married before the age of 16. Mm. And it is considered normal and acceptable. And, and this is something that I wasn't able to accept. I, I never was able to accept that. Right. And, 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 what, and so what led you to start this initiative, the, the, the MENA Advocates for Gender Equality? So um, since I was very young, I've always wanted to do something that has to do with gender equality. I've always felt that I have a need to advocate for, for this cause because of where I come from, because of the society that I lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I needed more of a push to, to have me work on this, like in a more um, of a, you know, a, system, a systemic way, systemic way. Mm-hmm. So um, the, my push was around a year ago was uh, when I separated with my husband. So um, it, was, it was a reminder for me uh, about how um, our idea of women, our idea of what women are supposed and not supposed to do is is really hurting us. So for me, for example, um, before we separated, I um, mostly depended on him because he was the one who was working and I, I, I had to, um, to travel with him to where he was working and I, I didn't have a work visa. So when I started working, like I think two months after I started working, we, we separated. So it wasn't easy for me financially because it was an entry-level job. I just started working and I never had to think about it before. So if I didn't come from that society, I, I would have thought about this whole issue from right. before. I would have thought about the independence from before. But like in my family and in most families, women are not very much encouraged to work. They are encouraged to study. Um, in in families that care about education and not even all families, but working is mostly considered as a as a luxury, as a plan B. And I don't think this should be the case because for me it was more of a you know a setback. It was more of a shock. I needed to to think about how I have to be independent now in a country that I was new uh, new in and and in a place where I didn't know many people um, and. So I, this, this was something that made me think a lot about how hard it is for women who didn't even have the, tool that I, the tools that I had. So for me, at least I really started working. I had no one that I had to, to um, take care of. I only had to take care of myself, right? And even my family, they even offered to help. But it was for me as a, a, a 10 steps back because, back because it was time to be independent. I'm, I'm in my mid-20s now. So uh, I thought how hard this would be for other women mm. who are not able to work. 
uh, or because, for example, they don't speak the language in, in, if they are in a, outside Yemen or because they don't have the right education, they don't have the skills to work. And some of them, they even have people that they would have to depend on, uh, to de uh, that they depend on them. Mm -hmm. So this would make the whole thing even harder. So for a, a lot of women, they are abused and they can't even leave because of that, because they have so much to to uh, to worry about because they depend on someone. And I okay. think this is so wrong. And this led me to to start the initiative uh, initially. Yeah, I, mean, I think that leads me to a question. And in, in for some, it, it may be obvious, but, you know, tell us. Um, how you define gender equality or, or maybe tell us what it's not. I, I think that's important for the listeners to hear from you. Yeah. So gender equality is basically having the same rights, having the same opportunities. We all matter. I don't see that it's right for women to matter less just because they are women or vice versa. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know you posted recently that the Global Gender Gap Index for Yemen was at a, I mean, it's hard to believe, it's 6.3, I understand, for Yemen. Um, it's only narrowed by 0 0.5 in the last year. You noted that it would take over 150 years to close the gender gap. How does the, how does Mina age uh, how do they? How do you all um, are planning to to respond to to, the, to these you know horrible statistics? Yeah, this is this is really sad, Alex. And the the one of the really hardest things that uh, was for me to to digest really is that it's not about one thing. It's not about women working only. It's about so many things that we need to work on. So, for example, in Yemen now. There are, little, there are more women who work in, in this society, especially with the situation. We need more women to work, right? But you see now abuse increase because of that, because some men, they find it really hard to accept, to accept that women, you know, they are the ones who, who work. They are the ones who um, have the money in the family. So it's, it's a very hard thing to change. It's, something that is within our culture and we will need years to change it so what we need to do what we are trying to do at least in our initiative is to try to show the other perspective to talk about why gender equality matters for women for men for the whole society because sadly many men they feel threatened by this they feel like women are going to take the rights, but this is not the situation. So we are trying to show how important gender equality is for the whole economy, especially for those countries like Yemen, for fragile states. We need everyone in the society to, to contribute. We need human capital to build the country. So that's what we're trying to show. It's, it's all about raising awareness and, and shedding the lights um, about those people who are successful um, in the society in Yemen and outside Yemen to show, oh, these people were, were already successful or became successful 
because they they believed in, in in gender equality and hopefully this would convince more and more people and podcasts like podcasts like yours i believe are going to be very very helpful to um to show the importance of gender equality well thanks for saying that um can you share with me uh, possibly a story of a Yemeni woman or what Yemeni woman figurehead that has experienced uh, empowerment or some at least some level of freedom uh, that has made a change for them. I think that would be encouraging for for the women to hear that that it is possible. Yeah, of course. Um, I know a couple of people that are um, family friends who um, were able to finish their studies. And after they finished their studies, now they are working. One of them is even now supporting her whole family, her brothers, her sisters, mm. her even sons-in-law, because, um, because now she is the only person who is working because of the situation, a lot lost their jobs. So now this shows how important gender equality or how important empowering women is for, for, for the family itself. Because of her, the whole family now um, has, has an income, right? So I, I think this is someone that we all have to celebrate. Another person that I know is uh, someone that was uh, working um, uh, in telecommunication and now she started her own organization, her, whole, her own small organization. Now she hired people. Another person um, started in her own pastry store and, and she hired also a few people. So I think, especially when it comes to work, especially now with the situation, it's more acceptable for women to work in Yemen, but within certain limits. But I think this is an improvement. Yeah. I mean, I know you said you, you had a, a post that quoted Queen Rania of you know, the Kingdom of Jordan and said, when you educate a girl, you empower a nation. And I think it's something that you're saying that it's important the families understand the connection between educating women, educating girls, that really empowers the entire nation is what you're saying. Totally agree. Totally agree. Sadly, some families, they marry off their daughters because they think it's going to be easier for them because this family, it's hard for them to support the girl. So they would just marry her off. Marry her off. But this is a short-term solution, I think. The longer-term solution, the longer-term thing that we should think about is how these girls, when they get this education, can help the whole family instead of marrying them off to someone who wouldn't sometimes take care of them well, and sometimes they would get divorced and get back to the family, sometimes even kids. So this is this is not the solution because, as, as you know, child marriage is a big issue in Yemen, and now it's, it has increased even more with, with the war. Imagine it's now over 60% of girls marry before the age of 18. Uh, before the age of 18. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. And, and this would definitely lead to not complete their education, to not continue their education. Because some of them, they would get married, their, their husband wouldn't allow them, or they would have kids, and then they would just not finish their studies. They would focus on other stuff. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Um, are there 
I know this is a very difficult thing to do, but are there any strategies that you think can be used or in the future to reach out to Yemeni men to gain their support for gender equality? Um, are there anything that you're, you all are brainstorming in this area? That's, that's a really great question. I believe that it's very important, uh, as I mentioned earlier, to show the importance of gender equality for us all, because there is this idea that some have about gender equality as a bad thing for men. So it's very important to discuss the importance of that for men and, and women and the whole society. So for example, in a family, as I mentioned earlier about that, that girl she, who is working and supporting the whole family, in a family, if even a husband and a wife, if the wife is working, it's definitely going to support the man because in our society, um, as you know, a man is the, the man is the person who's supposed to support the family. So there's so much burden that they have. So this is one of the things that we are trying to, to shed the light to. And the other thing is to try to have more support for men so that they can relate to each other, so that they can listen to them more. Sometimes men would listen to men more, sadly. <laughs> uh, so we, right. we definitely want to have more men talk about these issues. So one of our family, uh, one, sorry, one of our team members is uh, a male. Um, so our um, researcher is a male and he is supporting us in terms of doing the, uh, the whole management uh, for, for our research, for our um, videos, because they're all based on uh, research, they're all based on facts. And this adds more perspective, this adds more, adds more diversity, which I believe is very, very important um, for uh, the success of a team and for the creativity of a team. Also interviewing more and more men uh, in our interviews, I think it's going also to be more helpful and we will be able to have more men relate to what we are saying. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope that this is going to be to, to be uh, um, a good way to reach out to, to men. Uh, and the other thing that we are uh, thinking to do longer term is that we are trying, like the whole idea of Minna age is building capacity. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to build capacity first by these videos that we have, right? But then longer term, we want to start making trainings or delivering trainings for women and girls about how can you improve your leadership skills? How can you become a better entrepreneur? So if we, when we do this, I believe that once women see more benefits of that, other men around them would see the benefits of that as well. They would see how these young leaders um, are helping them making the right decisions. Because now, after taking these trainings, they would be able to advocate better for themselves and and discover how to basically speak up for themselves and and say things in the right way and 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 see how their uh, goals are and how to uh, deliver their messages in in the best way possible. Right. 
you feel that there's any Yemeni values? I mean, I think sometimes, you know, people forget their core values that actually encourage, you know, women uh, in these areas. Do you feel there's any Yemeni values or traditions surrounding women that we should be encouraging or promoting that maybe we've forgotten? So I believe that we have um, very contradictive norms in Yemen and in our Arab society societies. And what I mean by that is there are really many great things that we have when it comes to treating women respectfully. So for example, um, it's not acceptable to raise your voice um, when you talk to a woman, especially in the street, because you are talking to a woman. It's not acceptable to go to someone's house when there are women and kids in the house. So it, it, is, it is great to have that respect. However, there is some sort of a idea about why they are doing this in some people's mind, so minds. So they don't see them as equal. They see them as weaker. So I, I would love for us to encourage disrespect, to encourage um, how men don't want women to, um, to, to, to put themselves in really hard situations, but not because they are weaker, but mm. because they care about them. Mm. Yeah, that does make sense. I mean, having lived in Yemen, I know that, you know, sometimes, you know, men do things because they're maybe protecting them, but not because they're an equal, but because, you know, they're weaker or because they may bring shame upon the family. And so it's, what we want is we want to have these positive things be done for the right reasons and not for the wrong reasons is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. We don't want those people to, or those men to treat women in this way with the back on their, of their heads, oh, because she can't do it. No, but because I do care about her, about my sister, about my wife, about my mom. And I don't want to, well, I don't want her to go through all this. I would like to help. I would like to support. And I want women to do that as well for, for, for men. I don't want it to be related to gender, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, tell yeah. me, uh, tell me uh, you know, before we go, just a couple questions. You know, tell us about a, a Yemeni woman in Yemen right now that you're in contact with and who we should be celebrating, whether it's uh, no matter what they're doing, maybe what work they're involved with and, and why it's important. Sure. So there is um, this uh, lady that I know who has started her own business and she started this telecom um, organization and she started it from, from zero. And especially now with this situation, I think it's very, very important to, to be more creative and, and sometimes maybe have your own business if you're not um, able to find a job. And this is also going to support more people who, whom you would hire. So I think what women are doing now is, is really great um, in our society. And uh, I think we, we definitely need to celebrate women like her. Yeah, I agree. Well, there's, a, there's you know, millions of women in Yemen, uh, outside of Yemen, but especially for the Yemeni women inside of Yemen. What is your message to the Yemeni woman right now living inside Yemen? 
we as Yemenis, especially as Yemeni women, we are resilient and strong. We are always challenged. We always have to prove ourselves and this build our resilience. And especially because you now still live in Yemen, believe me, you are very, very strong with what, whatever you're doing. And this is a very, very important thing to become successful. This is the first thing that you need to have to be successful. So you have it now. You have the most important thing for success. All you have to do is to work hard on, your, on yourself. Know what your goal is and be persistent. Try to surround yourself with positivity. It's, it's hard now in Yemen. The situation is really sad, but you can always try to surround yourself with positivity. Listen to podcasts that are positive, that, that discuss the positive things about women, about the situation. Podcasts like yours, Alex, and try to surround yourself with people who would support you. And this is how you are going to be successful. And this is how you are going to reach your goals. And now, especially now with the situation in Yemen, we all have to do our best to do something for Yemen. And Yemen needs us the most now. So we all really have, especially for those who still live in Yemen, to do our best and, and do something for the society to do something for Yemen. And we can all do it. Especially those who are still in Yemen, I think they can make difference more. That's great. Uh, Hadil Al-Ashwal, it's been a pleasure to speak to you and I completely agree with your message. The, the Yemeni people are resilient. The women are, you know, Yemeni women are amazing. Um, and it's, and I look forward to and I've already interviewed with some amazing Yemeni women, and I'm I'm hearing new names come out every week. So, you know, I think we'll be able to celebrate more and more of of these Yemeni women that are that are you know really holding up the country right now when when all this is going on. So, thank you, Hadil Ashwal, for for being with us today. Thank you so much, Alex, um, and I really enjoyed talking to you. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thank you, Hadil. Hadil defines gender equality as women and men having the same rights and opportunities and that women don't matter less or more because they are women. She explained how women can be trapped in abusive situations because they don't have the skills and tools they need to depend on themselves if they leave these situations. She also spoke about the strength that Yemeni women have due to their struggle against gender inequality, saying, we always have to prove ourselves, and this builds our resilience. Hadil encourages Yemeni women to surround themselves with positivity and people who will support them. I want to challenge us all to be a voice of positivity in the life of a Yemeni woman today. If you know a Yemeni woman, reach out to her and encourage her, and ask yourself if there is anything you can do to help equip her with the skills and tools she needs to achieve her aspirations. If you don't know a Yemeni woman personally, Look back over some of the women we've had on the podcast and consider posting an encouraging message of support on their social media accounts. Let's let them know that we are here for them and cheering them on. 
Thank you for being on the podcast today. I'm Alex Williams, and this is Yemen News.